Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. With karate, I'll kick your ass from here to right over there. Oh yeah, motherfucker, gonna kick you fucking there, yeah, yeah. You broke the rules, and now I'm pulling out your pubic hair. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. Dodgers. Lakers. All back. Whooping on that ass the way I like it. Also, the final four may be over, but there's still plenty of exciting sports. Is this thing on echo mode? It, it's on echo mode. All right, hold on. That's better. You need to be hanging with my people at Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They've got the props, they've got the news, they've got the updates, they've got the scores. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's all free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And right now, I'm also looking, literally looking at my collection of Magic Spoon. I got Fruity, I got Frosted, I got Cocoa, I got Cinnamon. I love Magic Spoon, and so should you. Why? Because it tastes as good, if not better, than your favorite childhood cereals. With zero grams of sugar, zero, zero grams of sugar, and 13 or 14 grams of protein in every serving. 140 calories, baby. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. This stuff has it all. But it doesn't have anything that you don't want. Build your own custom package. That's what I do. I get four boxes, a variety, and I use them all. Magicspoon.com slash Mikey gets you a variety pack, and you save yourself $5 at checkout. M-I-K-E is the promo code. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked, buddy. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of completely guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Mikey and use the code Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody. It is me, Michael D. Catherwood. Welcome to Mikey Likes You, the greatest health and fitness wellness life-enhancing podcast on the planet that uh, I gave myself that title. But so what, right? I mean, mean, it does matter a lot, but that's neither here nor there. Listen, everybody, everybody wants to get leaner. I don't know very many people 
in the world who don't want to remove body fat from their body. And frankly, it should be everyone's paramount goal. Not just weight loss, but body fat removal. Because uh, one of the big reasons why I think people lack the long-term success or even the measurable success that they're looking for when it comes to changing their body is that they engage in a lot of activity or a lot of endeavors that bring them the most immediate weight loss. That being expending as many calories as they can and then also removing as many calories from their diet as they can for however long that lasts. But as we know, that doesn't last ever. Um, And also, there's a big, big, big problem with people who, especially people with a considerable amount of body fat to lose, with them finding success in weight loss, but not at all lowering their body fat. The, the, the kind of skinny fat mentality, the skinny, skinny fat syndrome. Sometimes it's just even less fat fat. So you lose, I don't know, you, let's say you're, uh, Harry, hey, relax. I'm doing a podcast, dude. Let's say you're 50 pounds overweight. If you lose 35 pounds and, you know, in clothes, obviously you're going to look better because you're thinner. Uh, you may have actually just increased your amount of body fat percentage and you just get into this terrible cycle. I see this a lot with female um, clients and uh, friends of mine because women by and large just don't have that itch to put on muscle mass. Um, There's that horrible misconception of like they'll become big and bulky and they won't look svelte and lean like they want to. Here's the reality. That's not true. The size of your body is completely dictated by your diet. Um, So unless you're actively in a caloric surplus for a long time, eating a pretty specific way for a long, long time, you're not going to get big bulky muscles. Big, bulky muscles doesn't just happen by virtue of lifting weights. It's a concerted effort. Lifting weights in and of itself does not make muscles grow. It can change the composure of your musculature. And it also is incredibly muscle retaining, which is um, like just profoundly important when it comes to changing the way your physique looks, being in a caloric deficit. Um you know, you see these women who they go for the weight loss and sometimes they even achieve their quote unquote weight loss goals and they get down to the body weight that they assume is the right one for them. And then they're like, oh, I don't really still don't look very good. I'm now I'm just kind of like droopy skin and bones lady. And, um, you know, I get that. I was that way, you know, before I really took the time to kind of put my ego aside and not just assume that I knew better and talk to people who really did understand the the in-depth nature of what it takes to get to get ripped. 
um, to take off that body fat, to expose musculature, to have musculature to expose. These are all things that, these are the kind of foundation points of what it means to be good looking naked. Um, so I'm going to go into uh, what I look at as the, the top misconceptions and mistakes that people make and then try to give alternative ideas of what you should be doing. Um, and I also, I don't like to engage in any kind of inconclusive uh, ideas. I don't like to spread any kind of inconclusive ideas because I don't have any, I don't have like a, a unique or specific training protocol to promote or to sell. I mean, my, my uh, tactics, techniques, my whole ethos behind everything that I do and everything I try to espouse and, and to teach people is based on stuff that just is irrefutable. Um, regardless of what people who are trying to sell a certain diet or a certain training protocol try to say. Um, and it's also stuff that I apply to my own life. I don't promote anything that I don't do or would do if I was not in what would be considered by many like an advanced state. There's certain things that I have to do now at, at my age, wanting to be as lean as I want to be and wanting to look the way I want to look. There's certain things I have to do that just simply aren't useful for most people. And they're certainly, they're, they're actually counterproductive. But that being said, uh, all the major tenets of everything that I talk about are things that I use to get as lean as possible and then also try to maintain it. Uh, and I am not perfect. I am not like a, there's a lot of guys uh, and gals online. And I, again, I'm not, this isn't an insult. I'm actually saying it in, in a reverential way referential way. Um, uh, Jeff Cavalier, let's use him as an example. He's perfect, perfect example at Athlete X. He is quote unquote perfect year round. He's always shredded to the bone and he works really hard, especially with his diet to do that and to maintain that. And I respect that. And that's awesome. I'm not that guy. I do. I don't ever quote unquote, let myself go. I have a standard, I have guidelines of what I, what, but, you know, there's a couple times a year where I'll try to get as lean as possible, but I also let myself get up to say 10 to 11, 12, 12, I would say 10 to 12% body fat is where I'll live. And then I try to get into single digits a couple times a year. Um, and that's not like to prepare for summer. That's not, it's just Every once in a while, I feel like my 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 spirit needs the, the the relaxation from being so neurotic and so controlling. And then every once in a while, I get I feel uh, like I my mental health ha is deteriorating from the amount of relaxation or the time of being relaxed. It, 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 the time of relaxation has gone on too long, and I actually feel like I'll be a happier me when I when I tighten things up. And uh, that doesn't just mean physically tighten things up, you know, getting leaner. I, I mean, tightening up my, my, my discipline and my, um, the, the, the nuts and bolts of how I go through every day, being a little bit more stringent with my caloric uh, deficit, being um, a little bit more aggressive in denying the yummy foods training a little harder, not necessarily more, but a little harder, 
um, adding in training tools that I don't normally use year round. Um, these are all things that I, that I added and, and I, I do that, honestly, I do that much more for the spiritual and emotional benefit than I do even to just like say that I'm getting leaner or to, to take pictures for Instagram. Um, all right, so let's, let's get into it. Um, also, uh, before I get into, uh, these, these kind of nuts and bolts of what, uh, I think most people, the mistakes most people make, and then also like the corrective kind of, um, ideas. I want to give a shout out to my Patreon. Um, I am capable and I am actually, I enjoy going into much more detail on everything that I talk about, all my ideas, all the things that I think are important for you to understand things like exercise form and breakdown. I just did a deadlift breakdown um, and a deadlift tutorial and uh, I've gotten an, just an, an overwhelming amount of positive feedback and it made me open my eyes. I was like, oh, okay, this is what people want. Um, a podcast about that isn't really, it, it, it's not in anybody's best interest because it's just too narrow a idea now to talk about the overall nuts and bolts of exercise execution you know that I actually have done that podcast but my point being is like I can get a little bit more fine-tuned a little bit more refined a little bit more uh, sniper rifle rifle as opposed to shotgun on my patreon um, and there are three levels of tiers the highest tier being that I work with you personally and um, I really really enjoy it I really do, and I really try my best to um, help people implement a lot of these things that I know it's not just a matter of trying to um, give you the quick fix, like get that weight off or get that muscle on you. Um, I look at it just like psychiatric help and therapy. Um, a, a, there are people who can give you that pill that will maybe change things in an immediate sense. And I can certainly write you a very detailed diet. This, eat this, don't eat anything else, and it'll work. And it will work. And do, do this exact training pro protocol and it, you know, and no ifs, ands, or buts. That doesn't get to the root of the problem. If you could even look at it as a problem, if you define it as a problem, it doesn't get at the root of what's going on. Um, I want to dive into the roots of what's going on um, and redevelop eating habits first and foremost, and then also uh, try to retool training habits to better suit people and get the, the progress that they want. And there's a certain level of accountability when you have, uh, you know, that kind of like one-on-one -on -one type of stuff because, you know, I you're going to send me your training logs and your and dieting information every week. And that, you know, it does give you a certain level of um, motivation and it gives you uh, the impetus to kind of be a little bit more, mm, I don't want to say, I don't want to say effective because it's not really about that. It's about changing kind of lifestyle stuff, but at least a little bit more dedicated. Right? Okay. So that's that. Patreon, just look for Mike Catherwood there on Patreon. And then also I'm starting to, I'm, I'm going to do live chats and then live video streams um, 
where I can they kind of have a little virtual party with everybody and just do and ask ask me anything via the Patreon. All right, so the major number one problem I see when people say they want to start losing body fat and they want to get ready and get in shape, quote unquote, get in shape. They want to look better naked. You want to do that. I get it. you got to take off the body fat. Most people are at the very least 10% higher in body fat than they need to be. Everybody I know that isn't, you know, just a, a super fitness nerd. Everyone I know, if they actually take the time to really get their body fat tested, get a DEXA scan or get dunked, it almost everyone I know is shocked at how much body fat they have and then also really kind of disappointed. And I get that. It's easy to get disappointed and you're going to, you're going to, that's going to happen in every, everything you do in life, but don't get discouraged. Um, so everyone is probably carrying more body fat than they think they are. And everyone is carrying more body fat than they should. Um, the first thing most people do is they say, well, I got to go and exercise. I got to burn calories. That is so not the most important thing. Like really almost so, it's so not a, the most important thing that it almost isn't a factor at all. And nutrition is by far the most important. By far the most important aspect of changing your body. And that doesn't mean just cutting calories. You're going to, oh, I just burped. You're going to have to do that. And it's a very, very important factor of proper long-term nutrition. But it's not about just willy-nilly cutting them calories. Okay, so get this through your head. The first thing I know, most people, the first thing, it's like, hey, summer's coming or my wedding's coming around. I got to get that, uh, that body down, you know, uh, I'm just too fat, I don't like the way I look, gotta change things, I'm gonna go out and start running every day. Not at all factoring in the food. Exercise is not the answer. I'm not saying exercise is not a factor, I'm saying exercise is not the answer. Repeat after me. Exercise is not the answer. Diet is. Diet, nutrition. Absolutely the most important aspect of getting lean. Okay, so that being said, we scratch that off as the number one mistake or misconception. What is the answer? The answer is a small and, and monitored caloric deficit. First things first, you have to, you have to identify your basal metabolic rate. What do you just, what is the right amount of calories for you to just stay at, the, stay at normal? What is the right amount of calories for your metabolic homeostasis? You know, just staying at the same weight. You got to find it. You have to identify it. And then you have to subtract. I always like to at first recommend 300 calories. 300 calories. So, step one, identify your basal metabolic rate. Step two, reduce it by 300 calories. Step three, get it, get to that level by 
a high-protein, high-nutrient-dense diet. The carbs and fats can be up to you. It's largely what works for you. Some people are not going to have long-term maintenance of a caloric deficit by eating higher carbs, low fat. Some people are not going to have any success uh, or they're not going to have any um, ability to maintain or adhere to a diet unless they do something like a, a, a keto diet. Okay, I don't care. The one factor is, is that you have to bump up protein. It's non-negotiable. The science is there. It's not just for building your muscle. It's for increasing metabolic rate. It's for maintaining a healthy metabolic rate. It's for cellular activity, and it's also for muscle retention, which is huge because, and this gets into our next kind of misconception or mistake, muscle retention and muscle gain has to be a large factor of your fat loss goals. Skinny fat not only doesn't look good, no one wants it, it also is wildly um, unsustainable. Skinny fat, just it, it, even the weight loss that comes with being skinny fat, which by the way doesn't help anybody because you again, you still look kind of floppy floopy, is that you know, that's so much harder to maintain because you don't have any commensurate muscle gain. And you also are going to be metabolically creating even bigger problems for yourself. So having muscle and then maintaining that muscle is really paramount. It's, it's, it's as important as pretty much anything else because knowing that you have to be in a caloric deficit what you can do to either gain a little bit in the process or maintain some muscle mass is going to be everything for you getting those long-term goals. So up the protein. Always start higher than you think. Start at a gram per pound of body weight. Not only is that going to give you all the metabolic benefits that I already talked about. It's going to help you stay on your diet. It absolutely makes you less hungry and it absolutely forces you to make these different choices. If you know you have to get 200 grams of protein in a day, it makes it a lot harder to then go and have a Subway sandwich for lunch or a piece of pizza because that has, you know, nine grams of protein and you're like, Jesus Christ. I got to go get some chicken breast or a fish or lean red meat. I better uh, just go take care of that first. And nine times out of 10, you don't really want other crap food after that. When you are constantly making it, it, it a, 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 a priority to stuff your face with protein, it just makes it so much naturally easier for you to avoid things that you shouldn't be eating. So go get that protein. Cut your calories, go get that protein. Next problem, everyone then turns to cardio and avoids weight training. I'm going to say something. Now, don't extrapolate this to mean that 
it should never be done or shouldn't be done. But here's something that is scientifically proven, and I will go to bat for this. But when it comes to weight loss, successful, long-term, maintainable weight loss, cardio is not necessary. You can and maybe should try doing zero cardio. Weight training, non-negotiable. Most people assume getting big, big muscles, weight train, getting leaner, cardio. It is so not true. In fact, science has shown that heavy weight training is the most important factor for muscle maintenance and body fat loss when coupled with a, with a caloric deficit. It's more important to lift and to lift real and heavy weights when you're dieting than it is when you're trying to get big. Crazy, huh? So don't opt for cardio first. And then you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to expend all my energy doing this and then I will pepper it with some bullshit weight training. Junk volume that you don't, that gets you nowhere. No. Lift. Lift seriously. Have a plan. Stick to it. Go and progressively overload. Get stronger in the basic lifts in a five to eight rep range. And go after that. If you have excess energy, you can engage in cardio. I do believe in engaging in low-level cardio for a certain period of time and doing it pretty frequently because I believe in taking care of your heart. And your heart is important. It also it does give you that kind of therm that the thermic boost and, and a little bit of extra kind of calorie burn, which is helpful in the long run. I don't believe in making it the staple of your training protocol. I not only don't believe in it, I can show you reasons why it is a, a, a guaranteed uh, avenue to failure. So lift, lift heavy. If you want to engage in cardio, if you feel like it'll help, you want to get the extra calorie burn, you also want to maintain the, you know, your heart health, walking is a great option. If walking, simply walking is not hard enough, which I get, um, use walking day in and day out, but also you, maybe three to four times a week, make it incline walking. Putting a treadmill at the highest level of incline and walking is uh, a, an, an insanely great level uh, type of cardio for a lot of reasons. One, it does increase the caloric output. It makes you a better, as Greg Desette says, uh, a better butter burner um, because that type of cardio does target fat, body fat, at both adipose and dietary. Um, so put that highest level of incline, I think it's 15% at most uh, treadmills. Go Start at maybe one or two, two miles per hour. Whatever you can maintain for, say, 30 minutes and do that four times a week on top of just getting your daily steps in. That's a great way, a great little adjunct to weight training. But weight training has to be the, the meat and potatoes of your training, okay? Number three, don't make a certain date to get ready for. 
because if you start to say, I'm going to get in shape for summer, well, that's great. But eventually, fall comes. And if you've made this clear idea... Now, I understand, look, some there's some landmark uh, kind of days in our life where you're going to naturally want to peak there. A wedding, for instance. I get that. Or a, a, a photo shoot or something. I, I don't know. Or you, let's say you're, you're going to make it like a television appearance. I, I don't know. I, there are landmark moments. I get that. But just to constantly be like, well, I, I'm getting ready for my birthday. I'm getting ready for summer. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a surefire way to kind of fail. Because as you, we see with almost all uh, actors who prepare for a role and they get in great shape, it never lasts because they peak and they do these things in such an extreme way to try to get to a, a, a very abstract and sometimes negative finish line that once they cross that finish line, think all everything goes to shit. You have to be thinking like, this is my new life. You have to. I mean, honestly. And that's why I believe in kind of really working, taking the guidelines that, that someone gives you, someone that is trustworthy. Uh, I guess me, but also there's plenty of other people out there. Taking those guidelines and applying them and then being able to fine-tune those, okay? Like I, I always say, I can help you build the house, okay? But I'm not an interior decorator. You need to be able to, to decorate your own house, okay? So that's the things like understanding um, how many times a week to train, you know, after you've gotten a sizable amount of strength and understanding uh, what type of, you know, deadlift to do, a conventional or sumo style or low bar squat or high bar squat. There's a lot of variables that eventually you just have to find out for yourself. What type of foods do you like to eat that are nutrient and protein dense that get you to consistently stay at a caloric deficit? These are things you got to find out on your own, okay? Um, but you can take the nuts and bolts and, and work with that because that's what you need to do to prepare for this, again, is your new way of life. That's why I also don't, I'm not a big fan of like reductionist diets like uh, paleo or, or carnivore or, or veganism or uh, keto. Not because there's not benefits, certain benefits to them. And again, I, 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 I did mention veganism. If you're doing veganism for moral reasons, then uh, obviously that's something I, I, full, uh, I support that completely. I, I'm talking about people who think like, I need to lose weight, so I'm going to go vegan. Anytime you just start to structure your diet about removing something, whether it be carbs, whether it be meat, whether it be gluten and, and grains, it's it, it, that's not how you structure a long-term this-is-my-life diet. Because eventually, one, uh, those things are going to sneak back in, whether it be carbs or gluten. And then, psychologically, the, the dam breaks. you got to naturally kind of manipulate things from a ground floor level and then start to build upon that. Um... All right, so don't get, don't make these arbitrary dates or, or seasons to get ready for that you're going to diet for. Your dieting now is not diet, it's nutrition, and it's the way you're going to eat forever. You got to find that way. And this is how you, you, you do that. And it doesn't mean that you have to always, for the rest of your life, eat things that you don't like. 
That's a that's a big misconception. You have to find the foods that you can consistently eat that get that you like eating, that bring you joy, that help you get to the guidelines that you've set up, the caloric level you've set up and the amount of protein that you have set up. Okay? Within that, within those guidelines, you have to find foods you enjoy eating. Life is too short to not eat foods that you enjoy. You don't have to eat steamed broccoli and tilapia all the time. Okay, that, that is a common misconception. That is the number four. That is, you then must start eating foods you don't like. No. Unless you are a complete asshole, and it, just a childish, immature asshole, and you only like macaroni and cheese and, 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 and chicken fingers... Then you, I mean, honestly, there's a bigger problem there. Um, you, you, there's plenty of ways to eat high protein, nutrient dense foods all the time that are delicious and that you enjoy eating. Okay, I'm not a guy who likes skinless chicken breast, boneless, skinless chicken breast, and broccoli, but I eat day in, day, day out. I really do eat foods that bring me a lot of joy and also keep me where I want to be. So don't make that mistake to thinking that, okay, I have to lose weight, I have to lose body fat now, I must start eating foods I don't like and stop eating foods I do. There are going to be foods you love eating that you are going to have to stop um, eating. Okay, you know, cheesecake and donuts, it's just not, <laughs> it's not conducive to, to success. Does that mean you can never have it for the rest of your life? Absolutely not. But I, I'm not going to lie to you. There are going to be uh, it's just it, let me. This is the analogy I use for a lot of people, and I think it makes sense for them. When people say, "Well, does that mean I can't drink? Does that mean I can't have pizza ever?" No, of course not. But sometimes when people get newly clean, they get newly sober, and they get into recovery, you don't have to cut out all your friends and family. Obviously not. You got. You, there has to be some semblance of going back to normal life and reintroducing yourself into normal life as a sober person. that has There's a certain level of that. But you damn well believe, you better believe, there are certain people in your life that you just can't see ever again. And, and may, maybe if you do, it's going to be years from now. You just got to cut certain people out of your life. There are certain foods and substances that when it comes time to start dieting and losing weight, yes, you do have to cut those out. Okay, but that doesn't mean you have to constantly eat things you don't like. You can always eat something that is yummy, that you enjoy eating. Just understand that there is a limited amount of stuff that you absolutely are, it's just off the table. Um, all right, so don't make that mistake. That's mistake number four of trying to, or assuming that you have to only eat foods you don't like. All right. Trying to out-train your diet. Big mistake. Look, you've got these guidelines. You find the caloric deficit that is suitable for you, and then you try to stick with it. Inevitably, you're going to eat some things here and there. There's going to be a day or there's going to be a meal that you, you fuck up. Okay? Do not try to then out-train your mistake. Just understand nothing's, nothing's going to be perfect. 
just stay the course. Steady as she goes, stay the course. The other day I had uh, my daughter's birthday. And there was a lot of yummy foods because of it. I didn't plan on having cake and ice cream, but I did. I felt like shit, and I started to get into this shame cycle, and I thought to myself, you know what, I'll just fast tomorrow, and then I'll do good. And I was like, oh, what the fuck am I thinking? Just, you had some cake. Stop it. Wake up. Eat like you normally do. Train like you normally do. Go back to life. It was fun. It was enjoyable, okay? It's not the end of the world. So don't try to out-train shitty diet. Do not assume that now it is time to diet. It is time to get leaner. Therefore, I'm going to do light weights, high reps. I'm just going to pump it up, bro, and carve out the detail. I'm not get, trying to get any bigger. Wrong, wrong, wrong. In fact, hypertrophy, muscle gain, actually responds better to higher reps and moderate weight. Body fat loss, muscle retention is absolutely achieved through lower reps and higher weight. Five to eight is what I always recommend starting with. There are going to be exceptions. I do think that there's just no reason to be training um, deadlift any higher than five. And there's certainly no reason to be training legs, solely lower body movements like squats and um, uh, straight leg deadlifts. There's just no reason to be training those in a, a, a super low, super heavy rep range. Um, legs respond better from higher reps. Um, but when I say higher reps, I'm talking 10, 8 to 10. Heavy weight training. Heavy weight training, high percentage, 85%, sometimes plus of your one rep max. Go after it. Get nasty. That is what you need to do to lose body fat and to look good. Not to get bulky, not to look like a bodybuilder, not to look like a power... No, to get lean, ripped, thinner, svelte. The look you're looking for. You gotta get nasty and lift heavy weights for lower reps. You're not gonna carve out the detail with cables and fucking dumbbell flies. Big mistake. The science is there. Lower the volume because you are dieting, increase intensity and lift heavy weights in that in lower rep ranges. The science is there. That is what people need when they're dieting. You are trying to maintain as much strength or if not gain a little while being in a caloric deficit. That's how you get the body you want. That's how you get the Brad Pitt fight club body. Measure your output, not your input. Big mistake. Big mistake. So many people, they they get in touch with me and they're like, dude, I don't understand why I'm losing weight. I, I, I uh, do my mountain biking and I burn uh, 1,300 calories. I'm measuring it. And I go, how much are you eating? I don't know. I, I'm not tracking it. Okay. Measuring output, not input. Big mistake a lot of people make because now with smartphones and with a lot of uh, technology advancements and tracking – People are capable, they think, of tracking how many calories they're burning. You are not. There is so, I can't begin to explain how much you are not burning as many calories as you think you're burning. For, for there to be an accurate measurement of calorie expenditure during exercise, 
you have to go to really, really high level, very, very um, hard to find sports performance laboratories where they measure oxygen intake and oxygen and carbon dioxide output. They measure, you know, sometimes they even do biopsies. It's, it's insane. But there is a, a very high level of tracking that needs to go on with a lot of technology that m no one is using. Okay. You are not burning as many calories as you think. The average human, you know, for a, for like a, a long bike ride is burning maybe, maybe six to eight calories a minute. Maybe I'm not, it's pushing it. People are always talking about like, Oh, I got, you know, I, I burned a thousand calories. A thousand calories is that's 60. That's, that's an hour on the rower for me at a really high level. I mean, that's an hour of me busting ass. Um, so it just a thousand calories is you're not, you're not burning that much. And so it's, it's meaningless. Don't, don't even track, try to track your output, but you definitely need to, at least at first, you need to track your input. Okay. You need to get an app. I prefer my fitness pal and break it down and just fucking do it. I know it sucks, but if you want that long-term success, tracking is necessary. You can't just have this abstract idea of what you're eating and thinking, oh yeah, I'm getting 250 grams of calories and I'm eating 1300 calories, uh, 250 grams of protein, 1300. No, you're not. No, you're not. You can't just fucking eyeball it. Eventually I, you know, after a long period of time of, of really working with my, my food, I've gotten to the place where I eat instinctively and I don't track, uh, and I, I, I encourage everyone to get to the point where they're eating instinctively. But you got to fucking break down and do it at some point. You got to start tracking and you got to do it, I would say, at least for a year. And you may be sitting there going, well, no, that sucks. Yes, it does. Welcome to reality. Anything that is of value to you in your life is going to come with a little bit of suck. Embrace it. Okay? Uh, training can be fun. That's why you can't out-train a shitty diet. Because dieting's never fun. Even when, you know, when I encourage you to find those foods that you love to eat and to get to the place where you're eating nothing but foods that you like, even when you're dieting, you're still diet, monitoring what you're eating and not eating as much as you want is shitty and it takes work and it takes effort and it's not fun ever. But unfortunately, that's the absolute key. There's no amount of sit-ups that are going to, that's going to give you a six pack. There's no amount of uh, glute work that's going to make you lose that, uh, that pooch uh, on the back of your legs. There's no amount of uh, oblique work that's going to get rid of your love handles. That's all it, you have to fucking diet, okay? Just, I'm circling back to point number one. <laughs> uh, if you would like more in-depth looks at exactly how 
to set up your training programs. Exactly how to set up your diet and find those foods that, and to get to a level that is appropriate to find your caloric levels, to find the uh, right amount of protein, to get tips and tricks on how to prepare that protein, all that kind of stuff. Uh, check out my Patreon. Uh, just look for Mike Catherwood on Patreon. And thank you to everyone. Everyone, especially the top tier patrons for the support. I, I can't express how much I appreciate it. Thank you to Bet Online for bringing you this podcast. And remember, in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, I do. Be good, people. Oh, hey, uh, before you go, I need to tell you about Lucy. If you know me, you know I love nicotine. I love it. I don't like a lot of tobacco products, but I love nicotine. What do I mean by that? I mean, I love the drug nicotine for, for crushing my appetite when I'm trying to diet. I love it for a brain boost when I'm trying to think clearly. I love it for concentration, for metabolic reasons. But I don't like to chew tobacco. I don't like to smoke, and I certainly don't like to vape. So how do you get that nicotine? You get it from Lucy. Lucy is the best. Nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine in wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. They also have lozenges that are four milligrams in the cherry ice flavor. I like them both. Each and every flavor is fantastic. So get yourself some beautiful nicotine without all the other baggage that comes with the normal ways of getting yourself some nicotine. Mikey likes you listeners. Go to lucy.co and use the promo code Mikey to get 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code M-I-K-E-Y at checkout. Oh, and also I have to uh, give this disclaimer. This product does contain nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use the promo code Mikey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.